Welcome to another episode, guys. Welcome to our second conversation on walking love. I'm not alone. I'm here with Emmanuel. If you remember, he was here with us uh, when we talked about being single. Emmanuel, you're welcome. Thank you very mm-hmm. much, Esther, for having me. Yes. Thank you for being here. And today is going to be interesting. It's going to be a bit different. We're going to have a, a conversation on, again, as I said, walking in love. So love. We want to define what love is and and other things. So be blessed as you listen. So first of all, Emmanuel, what is love? How can we define love? Love is the most complicated um, term to define. Um, if you check online, everyone... Um, We'll be defining love with several questions you know it's, it's such a definition that you don't find an adequate answer but you find out that people use questions to answer what is love more or less um you will hear things like um um is love affection is love um is love caring is love sacrificial you know so you'll be wondering what is love in itself so i would say love is a feeling that every human being have, um, not even every human being, but even um, um, living beings, animals also have it. You could say plants have it, bacteria have it, no matter what. Um, it's a feeling that we have built in us um, of affection towards something or someone. Um, I would say that's how we define love, um, the feeling of affection towards something or someone. But it's not only limited to humans, but it's limited is everyone, every every living being created by God, um, loves one way or another. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's also a choice. I would say that it's also a choice because now talking about relationships between human beings. Yes. Because um, oh, it just came to mind. There's a time wise uh, we did a study on love in a in a Bible study group. And somebody defined it um, like comparing it to liking. You know, sometimes we, we like things or people, but we say we love them. And the difference basically um, was I liked it, that is liking, when I say I like somebody or something, it's like I'm saying I like, I would like to, or I would love to associate with that person or thing. So it doesn't get to the point of commitment, but then loving like, you like because of something, but then you love in spite of something. So you have decided that this person, I'm going to love them, whatever they, however they show up, I've decided I'm committed to loving them. And I believe it also implies that. I'd say the liking is conditional, while um, love is unconditional, you know. If certain yeah. conditions are met, we like a thing, but exactly. love, the conditions are met or not, exactly. we will still love, um, love that. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think so, yes. Because, um, yeah, you can like a person but not love them. <laughs> but then, I guess if you love them, there are things you like and there are things you might still not like, but you've decided to to love them. So yes. now that we have uh, kind of defined, yeah. And by the way, I think it's good we say that we, as we're talking about walking in love, we, we mean the love of Christ, the kind of love that Christ portrayed. And uh, we, in our previous episode, we read Ephesians 5 uh, from verse 1 to 7. And we heard how the Lord was, the Bible was telling us to 
to imitate God, imitate Christ in love, how Christ gave himself for, for us sacrificially. So that sacrifice is also part of loving. And, and yeah, I think, yeah, I think we get yeah. it. <laughs> now, how do we get, I have a question, how do we get from our kind of love? Because I believe we all have a way we show love and how a way or an idea we have of love. So how do we get from that to the kind of love that Christ tells us to, to show or to, to have towards each other? What do you think? Okay. Um, the best way to get to that is, first of all, go and study the life of Christ and the nature of God. As someone would say, if you want to know the nature of God, um, God the Father, you study the Old Testament. Mm -hmm. If you want to know the nature of Jesus, you study the Gospels. You want to know the nature of the spirits you study the letters of paul and and the and the scriptures that come behind that so the best thing to know how to behave like someone is to study the person so um what did jesus um have a god the, um the godhead um had um that can show us how to love number one they created us in their image and you would you would think that even after our fall they will just abandon us then you realize that after the fall, their love for humanity even increased. Um, so it means that there is something inbuilt in them that makes them love the individual no matter the condition. You know, so to be able to love as Christ, um, first of all, we recognize what we want to love or who we want to love, and then start working on our inside, our heart, to love them no matter the condition. Because if, if, if we only focus on what we can see, what we can touch, what we can hear, what we can smell, our five senses, then it's limited in the aspect of liking. But the moment it goes beyond what we can see, hear, touch, whatever, then it's love. The reason of that is the person that you decide to love, the thing that you decide to love, might just wake up and decide to dislike you. Might wake up and decide to um, cut everything off but what love does is no matter the circumstance and the situation as god the father um, demonstrated with us um we keep loving the person so god god left everything in heaven to come and die for us that's a, a a way of teaching us that if he can do that love also is sacrificial in our aspect so whatever i love whoever i love um, i have to pay some sacrifices so as to either save them, either make them to be like I want them to be, but yeah, sacrifices must be done as well. So we can continue like this, like this, but the best way is go and study God, God the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, um, and then you understand love, I would say. Yeah, that's good. Sure, sure. Um, I think, um, I mean, I agree with what you said. I agree. I agree honestly, because... Um, Romans 8, Romans 8, verse 29, I'll check. Around verse 29, I believe. Um, tells us that we are, uh, like we are predestined to be conformed to the image of Christ. So um, if the goal is to be like Christ, even in Ephesians 4, when it talks about the, the gifts, um, prophets, teachers, apostles, etc. Tells us that it, it says that the minute the work of the ministry is to is so that the church, so that we come, that we all come to the unity of faith and into the full stature 
into the full measure of the stature of Christ. So if the goal of everything is to be like Christ, of course, we need to know Christ and study him, as you said. And another thing I think also to, um, that we need to, to understand that, uh, as the Bible says in Jeremiah 79, that um, the heart of man is desperately wicked. Yes. <laughs> if we want to do it on our own, eh, sorry, <laughs> like it, it, it will not work because we can we can be loving, like naturally be loving people, but then there's a limit to which our kind of love will get. We cannot right. get to the full extent of God's love without His Spirit. And in Ezekiel, He tells us that He He will remove the heart of stone and replace it with a heart of flesh, and it will give us His Spirit. Um, Ezekiel thirty six. Uh, for anybody that wants to read it. Um, so it is required for us to go to him and really allow him to do that work so that he gives us, first of all, a new heart that is flexible, a heart that is uh, soft for him to, you know, mold. Because there are, like, there are times we, the way we are, we will not like, or we will not want to love people, but the Holy Spirit will be like, nah, love them. Prayer, yeah. what prayer does is whenever you pray, you you get conformed to the image of God, to the image of Christ. Um, you become more like God. As I said before, there's something in God that makes him to love humans. Mm -hmm. Something special that we cannot explain. So, um, and that's something that is embedded inside him, you know. So, the moment we pray and we become closer to God, he takes some of those things, drop it in us, because the moment we pray more, we become like him. So that thing that is built inside him ends up being built inside us. So we start finding out that we start loving people um, easier than before. But again, as you said, if you do it by human strength, you find out that people will offend you, people will hate you, and there's no way of loving people that do not meet your, your so-called standards. So yeah, I believe it's to be changed to the image of Christ. That way we can love naturally. Yeah, yeah there's a way, like... The more, as I said, the more you're conformed to his image, the more you allow him in and you allow him. Uh, it's like when you fill a, a glass of, let's say, dirty water with clean water. After a while, like at first it will mix, then after a while, the dirty water will overflow and get out. And all you have is the clean water. So you need to like just stay there, allow him continue to pour, pour into you and, you know, become one with him so that at the end of the day, all the He's seen, he's him, and he's, he's love. And you yourself, you'll be like, wait, when did I become this soft? What happened? And that is the work that the Holy Spirit can do by his grace. So, um, do you have an instance where uh, you experienced the love of God through a person? Like you saw either somebody treated you in a certain way or through a person you just saw the way they were behaving and you're like wait this can only be god this is god loving me something like that yeah there i have so many instances of um seeing the love of god um i remember i was in poland and i missed my way and so many people know this story but um let me say it again and again so I missed my way. I was to go to the hotel close to the airport, found myself in the hotel in the city center, an hour 30 minutes away. My phone was dead. Um, I didn't know how to speak Polish. And I was alone in the middle of nowhere. 
So as I was about to cross the road, I saw God send an angel to tell me not to cross the road and rather to look back. I didn't know it was an angel at first, but when I turned back, I saw someone um, from my church um, that was driving by. So he, he said that the spirit of God led him to go and buy something in the mall that was in the city center. And he asked, he told me, whatever prayer you have been praying um, is working. So I didn't realize it was an angel until I, I turned around to tell the person, thank you. And the person disappeared in front of me. Then I realized that, oh, wow, this is the love of God. Um, that is amazing. I have other instances where I enter the train and um, someone will stop me and say, as you enter this train, something just followed you. And I was sad before and now I became happy. So um, whenever I think about these things, I'm like, wow, the love of God is really sincere. That not only does the love of God um, envelop you as a person, it's capable of even enveloping those around you. That when you pass around a, a place, people start becoming joyful because the, a product of love is joy as well. So um, these are instances in my life that I have experienced the love of God. Of course, the most important instance experiencing the love of God was when he saved my soul. And, and I finally say, Jesus, you know what? I'm tired of running away from you. <laughs> so from now on, I give my life to you. And I noticed that so much joy filled my soul. So that's, that's a product of um, salvation. If you if you said you are saved and you are still feeling sad, you are feeling um, depressed, it means that your salvation was not really right. Where salvation is right, you wake up with so much joy, you wake up feeling like the entire universe is kissing you or something like that, you know. So you're always happy, always joyful. And those are instances I felt the love of God. So what about you? So um, the very first time, I encountered his love. But first of all, before saving me, like the way he, he drew me to himself, he, like he, he was calling for my attention in a way, is uh, through the way I saw that people, you know, I was in Nigeria with my family and we attended a, we attended church on Sunday. So the people, just the way they were interacting, the way older people, younger people, like no matter the, there was like no boundary. Everybody loved each other and they were so welcoming. I was like, this is different. Then um, just interacting with them, that's the first time I saw, wow, like this kind of love is different. Then when I got saved and um, I, like I was in a relationship with somebody and um, then I, I was saved, but my my soul needed work because there was a still there was still a lot of uh, insecurity and all the like, so I couldn't fathom that a person would actually love me like the the, the kind of love that the Lord put in His heart for me. I was like, what exactly do you like? Like what? <laughs> I was like, are you sure of me? <laughs> um, then after the like after we broke up, after the relationship ended. And uh, I was shattered and battered. <laughs> and the Lord started, I was like, Lord, these million pieces, it's only you that can bring them back together. So uh, as he was working, uh, there are times he would just point me back to um, how the per like I would see God's love through the word and just in fellowship. And he would also point out to how the person treated me. And 
I was like, Lord, wow. Like, you love me. Like, you really love me. To say that the person treated me well. No, <laughs> not saying they treated me wrong. Um, so that's the first, like, the first time or second, because of the other instance in church, where I was like, wow. So, like, you actually love me so much that you also use people, like, you pass through people. And the more I grow with him, the more I see that, like, I don't know why, but I, to me, it's, it's such a huge love language when the Lord, like, takes other people to come and, you know, either encourage you or, you know, say something to you unsolicited. Like, you love me enough to go tell somebody else my business. <laughs> so th- just to get my attention because maybe I'm not listening or, um, yeah, whatever, distracted. So that's really one major moment for me. Then, yes. As I continued to stay with him, like it shocks me. Sometimes I was shocked. I'm like, huh? I like, hey, you, you love. <laughs> so yeah, there are there are instances. But all this to say, guys, that we need to show love to other people there because because honestly, if we think in those instances, yes, they're not the only instances we in which we we encountered his love, but then. They, they did something, there, there was a seed. So if that seed wasn't sown, like there could, like if we think of all the times people showed us love, oh God showed us love through people. And we think of them as seeds. If none of those instances happened, yes, we would know that he loves us through the word and through personal fellowship, but then like, you know, it would be different. Yeah, so if the Lord chose to use people, there's a reason. And we should allow ourselves, shall ask for the grace to allow ourselves to be used to love people. And honestly, I think that sometimes it's just natural. Like when you see, when you see how much he loves you and you understand that he actually loves the other person as well. You will respect people differently, I think. Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Do you think every human being can love? Can love in general? Yes. You mean without God or? Um, let's start without God. Okay. See. One thing I always say is that God, when God created us, he said, it's very good. Yeah. So I know we see wickedness and evil around the world, but there's an extent to which as person, as people created by God, there's an extent to the wickedness we can get to. So where we see this, over wickedness we know already that there's a spirit behind it like there's a spirit empowering it so i would say yes we can love but again it wouldn't be the love of christ like you can't love like christ without christ <laughs> yeah so i believe everybody can love um but with christ um without christ we can call it many things lost affection temporal satisfaction temporal attraction towards something but if you notice with the world um, i normally tell people the the proof of love is time um with time you actually know if someone loves you or not so um people of the world because they don't have something inbuilt in them that naturally makes them to love they love people depending on what the people are giving back to them 
And some people, even if you look at the most wicked people, there are people surrounding them that they love. But that's not really a, a real love. It's a, it's a dirty love, a love that is foiled by, by so many things, you know. Um, I'll give this example. Um, the next person to Adolf Hitler had a family and he loved them, you know. Even Hitler loved the man. Um, I think his name was Goebbels or something like that. And he had them um, five children and a wife. And he said that because of his love for Hitler and the movement, he poisoned his entire family. You know, so according to him, that is love. But we can see that that is not love, but that is um, obsession. We can call it obsession. We can give it any other name. So sincere love only comes with Christ because then you will understand um, how Christ feels when a human being behaves in a certain way. Um, so it's not all about you. It's all about now everybody. So um, to anyone listening to this who think that you can love without Christ, um, you think that is love, but actually it's not love. It's when you come into Christ that you realize what the real love is. So what you are feeling now is just your emotions, maybe because of the weather, maybe because of your season in life, your hormones, whatever. You think that is love. It's temporal. But there is a time that you can have eternal love, which is when you come to Christ. You know, then you will experience what Esther and I have been experiencing and many others are experiencing, which is you naturally have affection towards people. You naturally care for people. You will, you will be sleeping and someone will come to your mind that you will have this burden for them. You know, you you stop being selfish and start being selfless, you know. So um, that's only available in Christ. If you know Christ, then you will know the real love. That's why I believe him. every human being can love, but not the true love of Christ. Their love is a temporal one disguised in, in many other things. Yeah. I would say. Yeah, that's good. It's true. It's true. Because like we live in a world where um, it's almost everything wants to become subjective. So, okay, this is the love. This is what I think love is. This is what I think peace is, all those kind of things. But, nah, love. Love is God, as the word tells us. So, uh, very correct what you said. The crap. Do you have anything else to add? Any... Many humans, many humans debate um, how love has to be measured. Some say, um, if I if I want to love a girlfriend that I'm dating, um, I, I measure the love by buying her expensive gifts or taking her to the most expensive um, restaurant and putting myself in debt so that the person can be okay. Um, we don't we don't measure love by what human beings dictate that is love we don't measure love by that because depending on the religion you are serving and the god you are serving love might mean don't marry a wife marry ten so it's, it's up to whatever you are serving whoever is your lord you know love might mean um, not chasing one but chasing five so um it's when we come to christ that we find out that um the standard for love is Christ. You know, anything below Christ is no longer love. Is is something else. Call it any other name. But the standard is Christ. So whenever I want to love, 
and look up to Jesus and, and compare and said, okay, what would Jesus do in this circumstance? How would Jesus treat this person? Um, so it makes us to find out that even amongst Christians, many people have not yet subjected to the authority of Christ, which would make us to love people naturally. You see that by the way we behave towards a certain group, because that certain group, we might call them abomination. We see that how we behave, let's say um, someone just give birth out, out of marriage, how the church would crucify the person, how the church would exclude the person from anything that have to be God. But one thing about God is when you look up to Christ, you find that, that in this circumstance, instead of Christ chasing the person, Christ would actually abandon everybody else and focus on the person till the person is fully healed, restore them to the assembly, and everyone continues together. So we see that for us to find out the measurement for love, let's stop looking at the world and what the world say. Let's stop it. You know, the world leads to comparison, and we cannot compare the world with our Lord. Our Lord is the standard, and it is Him alone that we look up to to love. So, how would Jesus treat a girlfriend if He had one? Number one, He would make sure that there would be food in the house. If food is empty, he will pray for the bread to multiply. You know, saying it in a joking way. He would not allow her to be sick. You know, in in um, I'm not talking of only physical sickness. If you are speaking to the to the to the lady anyhow that affects her mind, if she gets mental sickness, it's because of you. And you can't claim that you love the person if you cannot even secure a mental sickness. You know, Christ made some sacrifices which were not comfortable to him. He was very rich in heaven came to the earth, not only did he become poor, but he was born in a manger full of stinking animals. Um, he didn't have a home all his life. Um, his dad, earthly dad, died very young, even when he had the power to resurrect him. He didn't. And he paid so many sacrifices so that at the end, all of us would be saved. So anytime we want to measure love, don't look to the world. Instead, look up to Jesus and you will know what is to love, yeah. Yeah. I think we can finish on that note because that was good. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, guys, that's it. So if you're struggling with loving, you feel like you're somehow short-tempered with people and you don't, you can't really deal with people, just go to God and ask him to help you. And he's ever ready to make you like him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. All right. I think we can pray for people. Let's yes. pray. Let's pray for them. Um, anybody that, first of all, wants to encounter or needs to encounter the love of God for themselves. If you feel like uh, like God doesn't love you or, or you've decided that God, you've concluded that God doesn't exist because you've never experienced his love, I want you to know that just us having this conversation is the Lord reaching out to you. Just you being here listening until the end you didn't skip you didn't just move on let me tell you that's the holy spirit there holding you here so don't harden your heart don't i i know you might be hurt in some way but uh open up your heart to the healing that can come from his love and uh, i just pray in the name of jesus that father i thank you i thank you for everyone listening thank you jesus for this conversation thank you for guiding us lord Thank you for everyone Lord, that has received in one way or the other. And I pray in the name of Jesus for every heart 
that is listening. Every heart that is connected. I pray in the name of Jesus, Lord, you you know them. You know them by name. You know who they are. You know their issues. You know what is going on. I pray in the name of Jesus that you would touch them even right now, Lord. That you would help them see how much you love them. That you would open their eyes, Lord, to see and to understand, to perceive your love in the name of Jesus. And that your love, as they see your love, that they will receive it. And also receive salvation in the name of Jesus. Please, Emmanuel, pray for anybody that would like to give their life to Christ. Okay, so we want to pray for anybody who wants to give their life to Christ, who wants to experience the love of God. Maybe you might feel um, dejected. um, You might feel abandoned by human beings. But one thing is very clear, that you exist is the mere fact that God loves you. That you exist is the mere fact that God loves you. So he is a father to every one of us. He is someone that can come to you and become your best friend. He is someone that can come to you and be a lover like you have never experienced it before. God is real and he can prove himself to you. So you just need to just accept him and then start working with him. One thing you will experience, as we said on the call, is you will experience unusual joy. What you have been experiencing now is just happiness that is temporal, depending on what happens, um, what happens around you, your family. They are just punctual moments. But when you experience God, you accept Christ, you find out that even in bad circumstances, you're always rejoicing. Even in difficult circumstances, you're always rejoicing. I know that you want that for your life. So, and that is something that Christ can offer to you. So, if you want to give your life to Christ, just say the same thing after me. That Lord Jesus, thank you for your mercies over me. Thank you for being a good father. Thank you for being a good lover. I come before you today because I have heard your word. I have heard this discussion. And I am interested in knowing more of you. I'm interested in experiencing your love. I'm interested in you being my father. Therefore, come into my life. Forgive me my sins. Wash me with your precious blood. And from today, reveal yourself to me that I may know you in an intimate level. I, From today, I submit my heart to you. I will serve you. I will walk with you. And I will love you as well as you love me. Thank you for saving my soul. Blessed be to your name, Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you say that, welcome to the family. Um, feel free to contact us. Yes. Yeah. And yes, if you want to grow spiritually, you can contact Esther, contact anyone. Um, and we can refer you to Bible-believing churches and where you can grow spiritually. But yeah, um, the love of God is real and you will start experiencing it even from now. Thank you very much. Yeah. If you would like to reach out to me, can reach to him, I think on Instagram, right? Instagram, yeah. At Uche underscore is it? Yes. Okay. Is it? Uh, any other page, any other thing we should follow? <laughs> no, 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 no. Just Instagram. Okay. Okay, I remain at joyful.esther on Instagram, guys. So, yeah, reach out, like, reach out, especially if you pray, reach out. Thank you guys for listening. At this point of the episode, I said other things, but because of the audio quality, you wouldn't be able to get them. So I thought, let me just record 
this part again so that you you get it completely and clearly um if you prayed with us please make sure you reach out to us because no man is an island don't believe you can do it on your own we ourselves i mentioned in the episode that we ourselves have people around us so um and the holy spirit would eventually lead you to people at some point so rely on god yes rely on the holy spirit by all means but also be open to how god will speak to you and bless you through men and through people. So if you have a, a Bible-believing church around you or, yeah, a spirit-filled church around you, Bible-believing church, I mean a church that actually puts into practice the Bible, a living church, some a church that is alive, where we praise and worship God, where, where, where you would encounter God, where you would encounter, um, where you would grow, okay? So... If you don't have such, you can reach out. By all means, pray. Ask the Holy Spirit to lead you, to the, to guide you, connect you to like-minded believers, to connect you to hot Christians, Christians that are on fire, because you want to be on fire. And I pray that the Lord will release this fire upon you in the name of Jesus, that the Holy Spirit would, would come you and fill you and give you an encounter and reveal Christ to you and help you in this walk. Don't trivialize the Holy Spirit. He's a person. He's not. He's God. He's God. Like this is God himself saying, I'm giving you my own spirit. During the, the episode, we talked about um, receiving a new heart. As he received this new heart, the Holy Spirit, Romans 5, 5, the Holy Spirit spreads across your heart the love of the Father. Mm-hmm. So, don't realize the Holy Spirit, okay? Make him your friend because he's already ready. He's already ready <laughs> to be your friend, okay? So, um, so be blessed and be open to the Holy Spirit. Uh, what else did I say in that part of the episode that I couldn't put in because, again, of the audio quality? I thanked Emmanuel for being there. God bless him. Now, guys, take a moment. I want you to take a moment and pray for Emmanuel. Take a moment and pray for him. Take a moment and pray for also Titi. I didn't mention this. I didn't say it in our previous episode. But pray for Emmanuel. Pray for Titi. However you've been blessed with these episodes, as they were speaking or through whatever they said, through something they said, please pray. Let's make this a habit that once we receive, like once we're blessed by people or through people, Let's pray for them. Honestly, as I was going through the episode, I, I had to stop severally and start praying. I was like, Lord, thank you for such a gift. Because some people are genuinely gifts. Okay. So, thank you guys for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your support. So, guys, God bless you. Pray, pray, guys. Pray for the guests we have had. And also pray for me. Thank you. If, if this podcast has blessed you in any way, pray for you, sis. Pray. Okay. Take the next five minutes. It's only five minutes. But if you, if you can multiply those five minutes for as much as you want, glory to God. But yeah, take at least five minutes. Pray for Titi. Pray for Emmanuel. Pray for me. Thank you. <laughs> God bless you. And may Jesus pray for you as you're praying for us in the name of Jesus. The Bible tells us that he lives to intercede for us. So, 
So don't trivialize when somebody says, let Jesus pray for you. And also when you talk to Peter, um, he said, Satan desires to sift you like wheat, but I've prayed for you. Jesus does pray for people. Okay. He's our mediator. So he leads to intercede on our behalf. What a blessing. What a friend we have in Jesus. Okay, I have to go. <laughs> Bye, guys. Have a winning week. Have a blessed week. May the Lord give you an encounter of his love this week. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Joyfully, Esther. Bye.